Welcome to Body Talks Mind Lessons with Indu. Are you ready to hear real life stories from around the world how Body Talks system has helped heal trauma and brought vitality back to life? If yes, stay tuned and find out if this is what you have been waiting for. Hello everyone. How about I call today's podcast a dreamcast? Because I have the pleasure to welcome a body talk authority. Actually, I will call her a celebrity. This is Indu at bodytalksmindlessons.com and I have the distinct pleasure to bring Dr. Tracy Clark instructor and much much more welcome tracy thank you very much indu it's a pleasure to be here today oh pleasure is mine yeah so let's start with uh where in the world are you located as i call it <laughs> <laughs> well at the moment, I am in uh, just about an hour from Toronto, Canada, which is where I'm based, although I do mm-hmm. spend about half of the year in Portugal as well. Interesting. Totally opposite side of the world. Uh, can you tell us uh, what is the reason? Of course. I've traveled for many years, actually, as an instructor, and I really enjoyed meeting practitioners all over the world. And it was uh, very clear to me in my travel how much I enjoyed spending time in Europe. And uh, of course, as a Canadian, we know what our winters can be like and yeah. uh, the, the beautiful weather of the Algarve in the south of Portugal definitely was appealing to me. And uh, I certainly enjoy spending part of the, a part of the year in Europe and uh, in that beautiful, beautiful weather. Wow. That is uh, uh, definitely a dream. <laughs> uh, so taking a step back, um, just uh, curious, you know, growing up, did you ever think that you were going to be practicing uh, energy medicine and, uh, you know, all that has unfolded for you? How did it all start? Well, you know, I started this journey as a personal journey. Um, Back in the early 2000s, I, like many of my own clients and students, was looking for support and answers for my own healing challenges. And at the time, I was struggling with chronic fatigue syndrome. I I was immunocompromised. And I really was only familiar with the Western medical model because that's what I grew up with. But Mm -hmm. Western medicine, unfortunately had no answers for me other than being able to give me a a label or a diagnosis. And it was in my own searching to find answers. I had a a student of mine at the time, I was a professional dancer and I was teaching dance. And I had a student of mine who worked in alternative medicine. And other than having massage, you know, for support as a dancer, I'd never really experienced complementary healthcare. And she worked miracles with me, to be honest, in in bringing in a variety of different modalities and approaches to support the body's own ability to heal. And she helped me to heal beyond anything that Western medicine 
predicted was possible for me. And it was that own personal experience that really intrigued me into knowing more about what was possible in terms of my own health, my own wellness, but also really feeling drawn to share this information with others who I knew were in similar situations as myself. And so I began really a journey at that point to want to learn more about complementary healthcare, about energy, about Eastern approaches to healing. And uh, I started... Sorry, Tracy, we got disconnected. Uh, no so, problem. So you were searching <laughs> for a complementary medicine. Let's start from there. Okay, already. Um, so I was I was searching for some answers for my own personal healing, and and complementary medicine was a new, totally new direction for me. Um, but I was lucky enough to have a, a dance student of mine at the time. I was a professional dancer, and I was teaching, and and I had a student who knew what struggles I was going through. And she worked in a multidisciplinary complementary practice. And she started to work with me and, and really, I would say, you know, helped me to come to a state of health that Western medicine didn't even predict was possible. And it was in that journey of being introduced to Eastern approaches to healing, energy medicine, homeopathy, naturopathy, that I became absolutely curious not only about you know, the possibilities of my own health and wellness, but how I could really share this message and support other people who were in a similar situation as myself. And that began a quest of learning for me. Um, I started with a, a Reiki practice, working with clients using that modality. And I saw some amazing results with my clients. But there was a, an interesting awareness that came to me fairly early on in that practice. And it was the sense that the body was trying to tell me something, but I lacked the language to be able to really comprehend or even communicate what that might be. And interestingly, within a span of a week, I heard the term body talk three different times from three different sources. <laughs> and uh, so I quickly went online and I started to research. Great. Okay. I was just waiting for you to continue that uh, uh, you were searching for complementary medicine and body talk was said three times in, in a week, right? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I just knew that this was something that really resonated with me and I really wanted to learn it, not only just from a, a personal care standpoint, but really from a professional standpoint, it really felt like a, a calling for me, for lack of a better term, of something that I might want to be able to do professionally to help others in the capacity that my student had helped me, um, but mm -hmm. also to teach as well. It's really felt like a curriculum that uh, I adored. And I, boy, I tell you, I, I'm even more excited about it today, 16 years later than I was when I first was introduced to this system. So you were introduced like in 2000 you said in year 2000 2007 okay okay all right and you became a practitioner right away right away I took my first class in May of 2007 and in the end of June I certified six weeks later <laughs> so wow I was never very passionate before. about it <laughs> <laughs> oh 
And I began okay. as a teacher in 2009. Okay, so you, that means you had finished all of your courses and done the uh, instructor training. That's correct. Yes. Less than two years, right? Yes, I started out teaching Body Talk Access, our one-day course, and uh, from there continued on to fundamentals. And I taught for uh, three years of Access and fundamentals before I began uh, teaching as an advanced instructor. And uh, that started in 2013 for me. So maybe for our listeners, define what is the difference between an instructor and an advanced instructor? How many courses you are teaching? Of course. You know, we have a variety of levels of instructorship within the uh, Body Talk Association. And of course, we have Body Talk Access trainers who are instructors who teach our one-day self-care program. We have uh, certified body talk instructors who are trained to teach the very vital fundamentals level class. And then we also have advanced certified body talk instructors. And those are any instructors who've trained to teach any one of or more of the advanced curriculum. And the advanced classes are really uh, continuing to a, a higher level of education beyond our initial level of certification. And I am a senior instructor, which just means that I also train instructors as well. So you just continued your journey up and up, right? Yeah, no stopping. I did. I, did. <laughs> I now teach the whole curriculum with the exception of Body Talk for Animals. Um, but I do teach all of the advanced modules as well as Body Talk Access and Fundamentals. Um, at the moment, yes, we do have some other advanced uh, senior instructors as well um, throughout the world. You know, we are an international association, so we do have um, uh, a variety of senior instructors who are supporting the ongoing education and training of new instructors within the system. Okay, that, that's great. So uh, in your journey as an instructor, uh, how do you feel being a practitioner and being an instructor? What is what makes somebody graduate from one level to another? Because oh, a lot of us are practitioners, but we don't seem to move on to become an instructor. Well, I think that's entirely a personal choice. I think, you know, I came into this system having spent 20 years as a, a professional dancer and a, a teacher of dance. So I think teaching for me was a natural fit. But my goodness, I think there's such a rewarding career and profession that comes working with clients. And I still have a very busy clientele as well that I continue to uh, support. Um, but I think that, you know, our, own, our practice is really an extension of us and where we are in our own personal journey and, and what we feel drawn to do. And I think that that teaching isn't for everyone. It's certainly something that uh, is incredibly rewarding. I love the fact that, you know, I can only see so many clients as a practitioner, but as an instructor, I can help to train other practitioners who can reach that many more clients. And so that's one thing I really love about the instructor aspect of it is that I get to reach out to practitioners all over the world to support them in their practice and, and therefore to support their clients as well. So, um, 
another question, maybe a basic question, but I feel like asking this. When people start out in body talk, you know, a lot of them feel that uh, uh, I don't know if there's an inflection point that in the beginning, it's hard to explain to other people uh, what is body talk. You know, even though in general people know Reiki, uh, but body talk is not that out there. So some people get stuck with, you know, how do I explain to somebody what do I do? Yes. Did you ever have that uh, happen to you? Of course, of course. I think that's <laughs> a great question, comment. And I think it doesn't matter how long you practice in this field. It's always a challenge to talk about what we do simply because it, it doesn't really compare directly to any other one modality. I think what's so beautiful about the body talk system is it's so inclusive, meaning that it brings together Western concepts of health and healing, um, Eastern concepts, uh, manual understandings like, like osteopathic principle. It brings together an understanding of the influence of the environment. And uh, so it doesn't fit so neatly into one box, <laughs> but rather <laughs> the very nature of the practice is that it meets the client where they are today with a whole lot of tools that can be supportive to them. And because of that, no two sessions are the same. And I think that's why it's difficult at times for us as practitioners to, in a very simple way, explain what this system is all about. But what I would say if somebody asked me what it is that I do, is I simply support my clients in accessing their own ability to self-heal and helping to clear whatever may be getting in the way of that efficient process. And beyond that, I think the conversation is really customized to whoever my audience is and what language they understand. But I agree with you. It is a challenge. I think it's something to be embraced simply because it it is in direct relationship to the amazing and comprehensive nature to the system that we practice. Do you hear me, Chrissy? I do hear you now, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you said it right, that um, it's like uh, when kind of a thing. Exactly. And, and what yes. is very interesting is that when people are ready for body talk, only then body talk shows up in their life. And somehow somebody shows up that says, have you heard about this? So yes, <laughs> it is just a amazing coincidence, you can say that happens. But yes, it depends on when the recipient is at a point that they are ready to raise their uh, consciousness to the self-healing level. We struggle that I know oh, we should do more marketing and this and that. But everybody I talked to, they said no you know, stop. <laughs> it is going to happen when it's going to happen. So, uh, you know, uh, just let go of that fear that it needs to be marketed. So, well, I think that, you know, there is a good, um, or I should say that there, there is definitely a place for marketing in the fact that, 
you know, although this the system has been around since 1995, it's still really in its infancy. And I think that Dr. Veltheim was so far ahead of his time that we're only really now stepping into the the place where the the mass audience is beginning to understand the concepts that we've been working with for a few decades already. And I think that you're absolutely right. You know, when when somebody is ready to hear it, all of a sudden we hear it. And that's, I think we can say that for anything in life. But at the same time, I think there's also a wonderful opportunity to help people to understand that they can be a really active and effective participant in their own healing. And having just come through a global pandemic where our focus has been on our own health, and I think our focus has been on different ways of accessing information, um, even more in an online type of format, I think this is a really wonderful time for people to become aware of this possibility as a support in their own health and wellness. Yeah, absolutely. Time is ripe and definitely Body Talk has been ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in terms of marketing, you know, that's why I started the podcast. I said, hey, I'm going to do my my own part and uh, next that keeps showing up for me is a TED talk so I think you may be a perfect (laughs) (laughs) you know let's tell the world what we do I have to say that in my practice so many of my clients have said to me why doesn't everybody know about body talk so that is my answer to you and I think that there is a place for marketing from the standpoint of getting this out there to a larger audience because it is something of such great value to people exactly. in their life and so yes i agree i think uh i think the whole ted talk platform is a wonderful way to reach a lot of people and to bring information across um for them to use in their own capacity absolutely now that you were talking about pandemic let's uh uh, let's hear how did your practice change uh, in pandemic and what more you have discovered uh, just like everybody else you know some people got lost and some people actually found another dimension to their healing journey so what happened for yeah. you great question again um, I actually had gone to a fully remote practice probably about two years prior to COVID happening for us, I was, I have been and continue to travel a lot to teach. And I was finding it difficult to maintain an in-person practice. I had mm-hmm. a lot of remote clients all over the world. And so it, at that point in time, seemed like the obvious choice to switch to a remote practice, despite the fact that I am a manual practitioner as well. So it was a big shift for me. But when, of course, the pandemic happened, I was so grateful for that because I realized I could still support my clients even when we were in full isolation. And it never before did I realize how much of a gift that was. Not only could I coach them, but I could really absolutely help them in, in healing and recovery and prevention. And it became even more of a gift from that perspective. Um, I think the other thing I really noticed as a gift that came out of that situation was we had to really think about how we brought this information and education to our student body as well. And it was the experience of COVID that made us consider online training. And the online training, I think, raised the consciousness of this work to a level that we, we 
had been approaching but hadn't really stepped into. And it was amazing to see the effectiveness of this work happening between practitioners working with each other from different continents and measuring and observing change happening instantaneously, I think brought a whole new level of awareness of what was possible in working with this modality. Yeah, absolutely. It was just amazing that uh, before um, we're doing sessions and uh, had a little bit of a fear of doing remote sessions, all of that fear seemed to evaporate, you know, so we were all helped uh, by the pandemic that thou shall do it this way only. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, creativity comes out of crisis and uh, yes. a time to step into just a new way of doing things. Right. So uh, uh, tell us more about your uh, osteo osteopathy work. Of course. Actually, you know, my journey in medical education really came out of the inspiration of Body Talk. When I started my practice, I didn't have a medical background and I was so fascinated by the body's ability to heal. And I wanted to learn more and more about it. And, you know, I felt really blessed that many of my instructors within the body talk system were really inspirational to me. And I had a, an instructor that I trained with who was an osteopath and, you know, he, he was definitely a mentor to me in that journey of just wanting to learn more and more about anatomy and physiology and the body. So mm -hmm. my osteopathic training was really an extension of, of my body talk practice. I was already in practice as a body talk practitioner. And, you know, it was an interesting journey because it really brought me full circle back to an even greater appreciation of the way that we work within this system. Because I realized that no matter how great of an osteopath I was or became, I was always limited to being working here at the physical level. And in the body talk system, we honor a whole body approach to healing, meaning that we understand the influence of our perception, our beliefs, our thoughts, our emotions, the environment on the physical dis-ease that we observe. And oftentimes the greatest potential for healing exists within the mind and not just at the physical level. So my journey in training as an osteopath helped me to understand this gift that I had in my hands and one that I really, you know, honored even more. Um, I loved my osteopathic training. I still use all of that philosophy and, and, and the concepts of osteopathy but I now really practice a more of an energetic approach to it because my clients are all over the world. But it continues to absolutely shock me of how we can apply these concepts that we would typically think of as manual therapies in an energetic realm and how we can see the effectiveness of that at a distance. It's it. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not shocked by that. Yeah, that is shocking and amazing that... Mm -hmm. uh, something that people think of you can only do with hands and now you can do all of that energetically exactly what a what a what a amazing thing to <laughs> observe and experience actually it right? certainly is and i think that uh it, it again helps us to understand that healing is an inside job there are a lot of times from more of a 
Western approach to healing, we expect that there is an external agent of change, rather it's a you know, surgical intervention or a pharmaceutical intervention or some type of manual manipulation, but it happens to the body. Whereas from this perspective, when we understand that, you know, the healing really comes from within, then I think we have a very different relationship to who is doing what. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, who is yeah, the healer is. and who is doing the healing. Right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so many clients you have worked with all over the world. Is there one country in particular that is drawn to energy medicine more than other countries? Oh, wow. You know, I can't say there's any one that um, I see that's drawn more. So I think that globally we have a different relationship to healthcare, you know, a North American mm -hmm. relationship is very different than a European one or an, or an Asian relationship to healing. Um, I, what I would say are there are certain parts in the world where I really see a strong community and a community that uh, thrives. Um, mm -hmm. I've definitely seen an amazing matrix in South Africa, in Switzerland, for example, in German speaking Europe. Um, I've just had the opportunity to teach for our Japanese practitioners and again, an amazing, strong community there. Um, I, I think that the mentality toward healthcare is different, definitely in Europe, for example, than North America, where as a North American, I see much more attention paid, of course, to um, emergency medicine, which we would say is Western or allopathic mm -hmm. medicine. Whereas in Europe, there's a lot more of a, an acceptance of and an incorporation of more preventative healthcare methodologies. So that's interesting to see. And I, I think that in some of more ancient cultures, so if we're looking at Africa, or we're looking at India, or we're looking at places where there's more of a philosophical approach to health and healing. Um, definitely, I think there's a place for complementary medicine there with greater ease than perhaps in a Western world. Yeah, you you said it that uh, uh, the approach is different, and sometimes the matrix energy, as we say, needs to be created uh, in a particular country. Just a little bit of my experience that uh, I had this. Uh, calling that um, I want to expand body talk in India. And there was only one practitioner for many years. And uh, I just uh, didn't even know where to start. So even though I was born there, but I have been away from India for so long. So, you know, it just started with uh, three people and then started expanding the matrix and that's why, you know, even though you would think that India has been so close uh, to this self-healing principle and whatnot, but the, you still have to go and develop the matrix with the younger generation. Absolutely. Uh, yes. I think that, uh, you know, it is about sharing information. And I think in some cultures, as you said, there's a, perhaps an easier alignment to the principles that we are utilizing and teaching, but also there needs to be an, an initial conversation and it needs to start somewhere. And uh, well done to, to take that on because I think that, you know, it can be the smallest uh, uh, connection of one or three people, as you said, that it's like a, a stone dropping in a pond. There's a ripple effect 
And mm -hmm. one of the things I think we do have definitely in our favor in this work is that the results are remarkable. And so re results speak volumes. And even in a small community of conversation, when people start to see what's possible and they see those results, that spreads the word quickly, more so than any educational talk, I would say. But it has to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Some, <laughs> somebody has to raise their hand and uh, travel somewhere right? Okay. and uh, bring, bring the people together. So now in terms of your uh, practice, are there a couple of uh, testimonials that you want to bring up? Well, I'm sure there are thousands, uh, but maybe one or two that stand out. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's I, I feel like I'm spoiled for choice when somebody asks me that question because, boy, I, every single day there is some email or response that comes in that just makes me go, wow, um, <laughs> in terms of testimonials. Yeah, and it's funny that we're paid to do this work, right? It sure is. I mean, <laughs> it, it's such an honor uh, to play this role. Um, and, and to feel like I get to observe transformation and that's what I do for a living. Um, gosh, I'm forever in a state of gratitude <laughs> when it mm -hmm. comes to that. Um, you know, I mean, there's such a wide variety of testimonials, to be honest, from everything from, you know, high levels of stress and anxiety, just all consuming in a client's life and being able to overcome um, chronic stress, you know, keeping in mm -hmm. mind that all dis-ease, or I should say 90% of dis-ease in the body is simply stress in a physical form. So I think sometimes my favorite testimonials come from people telling me that the things that used to really push their buttons just don't push their buttons anymore. Mm, okay. um, I'll never forget a client coming to me. And he was actually the husband of a client of mine. And, and she had, I mean, the most amazing results as well, which I'll share in a moment. But he came along just because his wife had had an amazing um, shift happen. And he, in his first session, we were we were talking a lot about um, the priorities that were coming up that were relating to stress in his life and that were relating to um, aspects of his job and relating to, uh, you know, the bigger picture of the environment of his life. And he came in the next session and he said, you know, after that session, I went home and I had so many aha moments and I decided that I wasn't going to really wait any longer. I was going to retire and I quit my job and I went into early retirement. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. But his life changed dramatically. It was, you know, something that he just needed to hear. And, um, you know, his wife, another amazing testimonial. She was a woman who had, had suffered with uh, stomach cancer several years before and had some very radical surgery as a result. And I don't even remember, to be honest, Indu, why she started to come to me in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. But maybe a, two or three sessions into our work together, um, the priority took me to the to a scar. And it happened to be the surgical scar. And I'd never seen it before. She showed it to me. It was a, a, a very long scar right through the midline of her torso. And it took me to one small spot on the scar. Now, the scar was three or four years old at that point in time. And yet it was still red. There is still, you could tell that there was some irritation still in the scar many years later. 
And so one little spot on that scar came up as a priority and, and we used our very simple scar technique in body talk in the context of the session, of course. Mm -hmm. And the next time she came into my office, she couldn't wait to <laughs> lift her blouse and show me this scar, which was barely visible at all. So the appearance of the scar had changed so dramatically. She was telling me she was showing everybody at church and she was showing everybody <laughs> would look at it. She was just amazed to see how this, this old and yet angry scar could change so dramatically. And that is for me, one of countless scar stories I could share. Yeah. Um, very you know, there's, true. there's so many. I don't even know where I, I how, how yeah. many we have. <laughs> we'll, we'll need to have many hours of podcasts to talk about testimonials only, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but that was a great one. You know, in the physical world, we say, okay, I went through a surgery and I have this uh, little scar, you know, or it's, a lot of times I even see people carrying emotional scars, Oh, so, absolutely. I think yeah. there's a scar that doesn't have some type of a com emotional component to it. Yes, exactly. So, you know, and uh, the, the body's energy gets uh, disrupted by a scar and that can make all, it, all the difference in the world to just uh, balance that scar and integrate it as part of the body's energy. So, yes, that's a definitely a wonderful story and uh, maybe it's a beauty aid we can <laughs> call that uh, you know if uh, body talk can help help you become more beautiful right <laughs> well I think the more authentic we become the more centered and joy we become the naturally more beautiful we become um, so if you get us into the world so and the, the uh, world anyway, but in the podcast to our listeners who may not even have somebody or, uh, you know, maybe are stuck somewhere. How would you motivate them? How would you inspire them? Well, I think the first thing we have to do is to ask ourselves whether we believe that our body has the ability to heal. I mean, we have so much proof of that throughout our life. And yet at times, especially when we're in a chronic situation, we sometimes lose touch with that possibility. The fact that your body is self-regulating, it's self-healing, it wants to be in. So Tracy, how do you, how do you want to inspire people who have never tried body talk or they are trying to move to next level in body talk, whatever that may be, to become an instructor, to become a senior instructor. How would you inspire people? <laughs> well, I think, first of all, I mean, there's two different audiences there. I think if somebody is looking to looking for answers in healing, looking to support their own healing, I think that it's really about helping them to understand how it made a difference in my life and how it makes a difference in the countless clients that I see. Um, I think that speaks a lot to people because it is a personal journey. And uh, to me, it's not about selling a product. It's about helping people to understand that they have such a huge influence in their health and also power to change that reality, uh, not just beyond physical symptom, but really to be the version of themselves they've maybe always wanted to be. And I think that 
There's so much potential that exists and it's really about helping to shift old mindsets that may have caught us or kept us stuck in old ways of being. And I think body talk is a really wonderful way to open our mind to possibility. And, you know, when we talk about students who are, or practitioners who are perhaps continuing on in their journey, you know, I, I think that it's really about the desire to learn more. And it always starts with self first. You know, we take our, we take our self down that road between before we take our client down that road. And I think that teaching is an incredible way to reach out to a global market of practitioners who in their own practice can continue to support countless clients. And so I think that teaching for me is really about the ability to reach a larger audience and in doing so make this system more accessible to more people. And that continues to inspire me. It inspires me to see practitioners coming from all cultures all over the world, really all speaking the same language, but also helping to support their clients in changing their own lives and finding a new level of, of health and wellness and whatever that means for them. And that is forever inspiring to me. And uh, I think that anybody who embarks on that journey also is, you know, they're, they're um, on a pathway for continued inspiration through the students that they have the opportunity to meet and to teach. Yeah, well said that uh, every journey starts uh, with with the self-realization and every healing is a self-healing journey first. So uh, once we have the courage to say that I am, I am part of my uh, journey of healing, it starts with me, not with the doctor, not with the practitioner, not with anything in the external world. And once that flame gets lit inside you, and that's when I feel there is no stopping, right? That's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So we go on and on. And, uh, you know, with so many practitioners, I uh, have that sense of gratitude that uh, we're doing great work. And someday the uh, it will be a world known modality, you know, uh, that uh, the time will come when the time is right. Without a doubt. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure people uh, uh, know how to access, um, you know, the website and they can find your contact there, but share your contact information here. How do people get hold of you? Uh, what do you prefer? You know, website, uh, email, how, how do how do people contact you? Of course. I think the easiest way is to visit my website, which is quantumphysician.com. I have an opportunity to join my um, uh, newsletter there to subscribe. My email contact is available on the website itself as well. And I'm also active on social media. So the Quantum Physician is a, a, an account I have both on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and uh, try to continue to get useful information out to my students, my clients, and really just the population to empower people to understand what's available to them in their own healing journey. 
That's absolutely fantastic. You're doing your part to reach out to the social media and to the younger generation, right? So uh, definitely, uh, I have started reading your newsletter and uh, I have already learned a lot. And uh, today I feel you have stepped me out of my comfort zone. So, uh, you know, I'm totally inspired that, uh, you know, how uh, the the journey started for you and it has never stopped. So I hope that uh, it will take me to more places and to our audience who, whosoever feels stuck, you know, they should be inspired to go the next step and uh, never stop in their quest for self-healing and in using body talk. Right. I always say that healing's not an event. It's a journey. And, uh, you know, whatever takes us on that road to start off with is not necessarily the thing that just keeps us moving forward because every layer of the onion as it peels off reveals perhaps a more authentic sense of self. And that's the most inspiring part of this journey of all. So I'm glad to hear that uh, our chat today has inspired you, Indy, and I'm so uh, grateful for your podcast. I think you're doing a, a, this is such a wonderful initiative to bring people together and to share this information to a wider audience. So thank you for what you do. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Tracy. Really appreciate uh, coming from you and uh, I'm sure we'll connect at many other places. And uh, listeners, if you have any questions, you know, my email is indu at bodytalksmindlessons.com. And we will be back with then another inspirational podcast soon. Thank you very much, Dr. Tracy Clark. Really appreciated this. And thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.